welcome to Holistically You Podcast. My name is Sam and I am your host. This is a holistic destination for athletes, foodies, and health seekers just like you who want to live a more wholesome life. My mission is to create conversations that will help you boost your performance, life, and overall health through food, natural remedies, and mindset changes. So follow along with me to change your health for the better and become a happier, wholer you. Welcome back to another episode of Holistically You Podcast, where we talk all things, well, all the things that you probably just heard in the intro. Um, We made it to another week. Yay. Congrats. And it's time for a little weekly catch up before we get into today's topic of rigidity and food rules and life rules and just kind of breaking free from all of those things. So, to quickly recap the week, um, obviously by now I'm deep into the internship. I just got done with another rotation. I'm on Christmas winter break, and I'm currently in another new sports season with indoor track. So the last rotation for my internship wrapped up really nicely. I met some great people. I learned some great things. Uh, One of the most amazing things I think about the dietetic internship is that you know, neglecting all the the money issues and unpaid this or whatever. But one of the great things is I do get to see different areas of the field. Um, you know, I saw this hospital. I just saw what a private practice is like. I was working with elite athletes and providing consultations and specific nutrition formulas for them. And with a private practice, I even got to see the business side. I got to learn some marketing tools, techniques, sit on sit in on marketing meetings, you know, see how they grew the company, how they're growing the company, how they continue to keep up with the times. And it was it was cool. It was a different side of dietetics that I didn't expect to see. And you know, if I'm being perfectly honest, I went into the year not really not really excited about my internship. I was like it was getting to be come near August and I was like no, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't really need it. I just want to do my own thing at the end anyways and, you know, find my own path. And I really only stuck around because if I didn't do it, I wouldn't have a degree to complete for track. And, you know, I needed a diploma and I wanted to do a fifth year. So I did it, but hey, I'm halfway through now and I got a couple more rotations left, um, a couple more months left of it, and we're doing just fine, learning new things, doing new things. So it's been great. I am on break this week and I feel like that last rotation, it even inspired me to post stuff I actually want to and not just what I think people want me to, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like I started my account on TikTok a way, like a few months ago, and I started it for these topics like mental health, eating disorder recovery, self-worth, you know, identity in sport, etc., etc., etc. And I found the running community, and which is great, which has been awesome, but I feel like once I did, I like switched off that those real and raw things and I went more fully like running vlogs and weekly recaps and what I did today and here's a day in the life of the student athlete and it, it, it was all fun and lighthearted but I never really felt 
like I was being purposeful. So I've started posting more just real stuff and I feel more centered. Like I'm contributing more and the feedback has just been so amazing and I feel much more, you know, useful. And I just hoped that I continue to talk about these sometimes uncomfortable topics and, you know, people really see the light that shed on some of these deeper issues that go behind the sport, that go behind food and looks and society standards and all of that. So that has been exciting for me this week. I feel like I started to really just like feel good about posting things and not being afraid to talk about things, you know, in a three minute video and wrap up a topic on what I think about an eating disorder and what I think goes on behind the scenes and um, just getting a little bit more real. So it has been a challenge this week because, you know, internet, it's always a challenge to, to post on the internet. I think anyone ever who is ever established even still sometimes maybe fears posting things because people say what they want. You don't know if you're going to get criticism or whatever, but I feel like I felt good and felt like I was actually contributing something this last week. And that feels good, let me just say. But um, moving on to the running side of things, speaking of, uh, mileage is starting to finally pick up for indoor track. You know, the hard workouts, the tempos, the interval type stuff is beginning which just feels so good to get back to. You know, it's it's winter in Ohio, and I truly, truly hate the cold. Like, when I walk outside and my... You walk outside and the wind just hits you, just takes the air right out of your lungs, and it's just like you got hit by a truck, and it's one of the worst things in the world, let me tell you. But I do have to say that there's something special about winter training and it's just like that cold crisp air and you're working really hard outside and you know it just you just feel so accomplished your lungs are burning a little bit and you know you're pushing your body to to its breaking point and you just feel so accomplished after and not to mention you get to come home and bundle up and take a hot shower and drink some coffee and you know so all the aesthetic part of it, obviously, that's what it's about, right? But I don't know, I do, there is something special about winter training. So I'm really just excited to get into it and have a whole month dedicated to it. And, you know, for the most part, it's okay. Okay, don't quote me on that. If someone asks me if I like the winter, I'm gonna deny it. But uh, that's just my give or take on that, I guess. But uh, moving right along to the personal side of things, wrapping up the week... The Bearcats, the Cincinnati freaking Bearcats, made the college football playoff. And I don't know if you can hear my smile through the your earphones, but oh my god, I couldn't be more excited and just freaking ecstatic and proud of our team and to be a part of the program while I'm a senior here. And it is so, so cool. I mean, just to be in the training room and to be around these guys all the time and to see them every day and to see them like getting rehab and and in the cold tubs and you're just sitting there with them. And it's so cool to, to see them on the big stage and do great things. So I booked a ticket to Texas. Yes, you best believe I did. Um, so we're going to Texas, me and some friends. We're gonna go to the bowl game. I got a student section ticket. I'm gonna be right there in the center of the action. 
And we're just going to have a little fun New Year's in Arlington, Texas. Well, right outside Dallas. So that will be super fun, super fun. So stay tuned for a whole recap with pictures and videos and TikToks and reels and all of that um, of the trip. So it just feels so good to go into the holidays, to go into Christmas and New Year's and be more excited than fearful. New Year's is always it's always been a weird holiday for me like I get very nostalgic and it's super cliche but I just feel older on like the first like after the excitement of New Year's Eve and stuff and and I wake up on the first and I'm like holy shit like even when I I was a kid I would do that like I don't know if that sounds so like cynical or whatever but I'm not even kidding like I would just wake up and be like oh like gosh, do I feel old. So having a trip booked for it and like not being stressed about that and not being stressed about like what I'm having and what I'm going to do every moment and just feels nice. It feels like I'm getting older, but in a good way and moving in the right direction and accepting where I'm at and accepting where I'm going. So getting back to the theme of things though, kind of brings it full circle. Rigidity versus like feeling free. First things first, let's address the elephant in the room. I did and sometimes still do struggle with food rules. I think we all do to an extent, you know, in some way because of society, of social media, there's so much information out there and it's really hard to navigate what is actually the truth. Take TikTok for for instance, I'll go on there and I'll see a post about Five things you should never buy at the store. And I'm like watching it and I'm like, mm, oof, ooh, okay. And then I'll see like an actual dietitian like duet the video and be like, this is false, blah, 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 blah. Like this is false, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, it is so confusing. It's so confusing and I'm even studying nutrition. So I can't imagine how everyone else feels like without the the proper education on it. So it's confusing, I think. You know, we, we limit some things. We th- say some things are off limits. Some things are like a cheat meal, like whatever. But that being said, I had some pretty serious ones. I kept my world small. And that's a theme that will continue to pop up throughout the episode. Keeping your world small. Because it was all well and great. Because at the end of the day, I could just check a box off. I would just go through the day and if I could just check a few things off it was like okay did it that's that's it that's all I really had to do today and I thought that this was a great time to address this because well my world currently is expanding in huge ways and I don't really live by food rules anymore I may still have a few but they don't really dictate a good or bad day for me anymore. You know, I don't go, oh, I only had three clean meals, no snacks. Boom. Great day. Awesome job, Sam. You know, I used to. And I think when I look back on the life that I had, it almost feels like perfect, like curated, like a literal Pinterest board. And like, in a way, I sometimes feel as if I was living right. Like sometimes that thought pops into my brain, like I was so much more structured then and more disciplined. 
when that's just a it's just a lie because that's such an all or nothing principle mindset like just because i had one piece of chocolate it would be a bad day when you say it out loud it really it doesn't even make a whole lot of sense would you see your closest friend have a piece of cake and think that they are automatically a bad person like i don't really think so it's it's actually illogical and ridiculous when you say it out loud we're human okay we aren't all or nothing this or that we can have gray areas we can go back and forth be this or that i'm not really the same person as i was yesterday and i don't really have to explain that to anyone you can do things off brand sometimes god forbid right you can do things that not everyone automatically assumes that you're gonna do you can catch people off guard sometimes they're on for a loop a little bit switch it up and at the end of the day as long as you were in a given moment you as long as you were you in a given moment it's okay you know you don't have to look perfect all the time i don't know if i if i mentioned this in one of my past episodes but i think one of the moments that really stuck out to me when i was in high school and i was starting to really struggle was like when i was at this retreat and i had a piece of cake and someone looked at me and they were like sam what are you doing and i was just like what and they were like why are you like you're eating cake oh my god and i feel like i have told that story a little bit but that is kind of something that has always held me back because i felt so called out in that moment like i have been perceived this whole way and people perceive me in this certain light and when i break free from that it feels so like out of body like i felt so targeted in that moment and they didn't mean to they seriously genuine person i mean i'm sure they were not meaning harm they were just kind of shocked because i was this clean eater this healthy eater this person who who seemed to never mess up and in that moment i just felt so imperfect and i felt like i had just ruined everything and ruined my reputation but like i said we're human we aren't all or nothing we can be this and we can be that at the same time. And I I really used to relate to the song I Robot by John Bellion. I remember just listening to it. It was actually that same year. It was like as that year, um, that little incident happened. And I just remember listening to it on repeat and repeat in my car and just be like, this is what I feel like. And you can look at look up the lyrics. I mean, listen to it. Whatever you might like whatever, you might feel the same way currently. I don't know. But I couldn't even cry and get all emotional about the song. Like I couldn't just sit there in my car and just like cry and and, and feel something. Because to be honest, I didn't really have emotions. <laughs> you know how cathartic I think that's the word. It is to just like sit and listen to a song that expresses and feels exactly how you feel it's so i'm gonna look up that word cathartic it's so like electric i don't know cathartic yeah it's so it's so such that and 
I would just be so numb that I wouldn't feel things. I would just be so numb that I wanted to feel these things, but I just never felt free to. I didn't have the energy, the mental capacity to just step outside of my own reality and my own worry and all these worried thoughts all the time and just feel something. I literally didn't know how to express anything. Like, I just think of late high school and early college and I just remember feeling so many things for other people, but never myself. And there was never a time where I felt like I could take care of what I was feeling because I felt like I never deserved to. So I look back on that song and it kind of makes me smile because I do feel things now. You know, my life now, it involves other people. It involves staying out late sometimes, getting dinner with friends, with boys. And you know what? To be perfectly honest, that makes for a a messy life sometimes. It does. I mean, people get intertwined. Things, there's situations that arise and, and I can't control a lot of the things anymore. And sometimes I feel like such a failure for it. I'm like, God, I don't get a perfect night of sleep sometimes. And I used to be so perfect at going to bed early. But I guess I'm experiencing new things, you know? I'm going to new places, meeting new people. And then I'm like, I'm not eating these perfect meals anymore that I used to control exactly what goes into. And I'm like, dang, you know, how did I get here? And it makes me sometimes question, like, am I, am I getting too out of control? Am I letting loose too much? But then I think, you know, I would be missing so many laughs and so many memories if I didn't go out sometimes, or if I said no to these things, or if I didn't stay up till midnight talking to my friend on the phone instead of going to bed at 10 or 10 o'clock, like perfectly, like I planned, you know? And getting into the rules side of things, I really, I hesitate to share some of my strict rules as my journey has gone along because eh, the disorder itself is very competitive. And as much as I hate to admit it, it's something that goes on in the brain that that just wants to be the sickest or the one who needs the most help or the best at having an ed in a way. And so... If I were to share my roles, and it's something you struggle with, that wouldn't really be fair to you, you know? Or if it's something you don't, to give you ideas, to make you feel like you're not sick enough to get help, because you don't have those ones too, eh, it it gets a little messy. So for the sake of also my own privacy, because I don't feel like telling the whole world exactly what my brain would be thinking, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> but um, I'll just give you a general sense of what they were. Because the general theme of them was timing around food. Uh, the amount of food, obviously. Uh, where the food came from. The health, air quote, of the food. Just weird, like, eating patterns. Chewing cut like cutting things up eh. being around people as well being around other people as well um bedtime exercise amount i mean things just centered around those general areas okay there was a lot of them it's hard to live by a rule book that long 
because I named subcategories, but there were subcategories, I guarantee you. There was an ABC group, a 1, 2, 3 under the A, on 1, 2, 3 under the B. I mean, it was insane. And I mean, basically, if you were lo to look up the, the general symptoms and human patterns behind someone with an ED right now on Google, that would be me. I mean, Nita has a list, okay? And it's it's pretty textbook. But back then, I didn't think so. I thought I was unique. I thought I was the only one in the whole world who had these rules. And I felt like the eating disorder gave me something that was unique to me. That only I had. No one could get it. No one could understand because I was going through it. And in a way, it made me feel superior to everyone else because I had that self-control. Which is all complete bullshit, by the way. And makes you feel as if you're unique, different than anyone, more disciplined. It's come in all shapes and sizes, but at the end of the day, an ed really won't stop until there is nothing left of you. And I mean, sorry, God, <laughs> God, sorry to get a little morbid about it, but I mean, it's true. It's true and it's serious, okay? I, I made a TikTok the other day, quick little tangent, um, just about how Eds were a little bit beyond, well, a lot a bit beyond just looks and food. And I just explained, you know, some people blow off the topic. Some people lighten it up, say, oh, it's just a phase. Oh, she'll grow, grow it. Oh, you're a blonde girl who runs cross country. Of course you have one. It's fine. You'll be fine by age 23 when you're out of college. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. And I know so. I'm in the field. You don't outgrow them, okay? And it's not something that just is lightly. And you have these rules. And one day I'm not going to be like, well, yeah, your rules will just go away. I mean, you won't really think anything of it. They're serious things. And so I'm going to talk a little bit serious about them. So, yeah, that was a little morbid. But it's true. I always thought. I always thought, you know, one more rule. Like, it's just one more little sense of control. But was it really one more? Was the number on the scale, like, ever good enough for me? No. Because there's never an end point. There's never an end point of satisfaction with one. And maybe you're feeling this way. Like, oh, just a little more on the scale. Just another little food to limit. Just another one. Just another perfectly timed out day. And then... It'll be fine, right? I'll, I'll be functional, right? Like, it'll be something that you can live with, but others won't really notice. You'll just stay small, you'll just stay that same size you are right now, and everything will be fine. But let me ask you this. What the hell is life if you're in complete control? I guarantee that you are not put on this earth to check boxes and to get, to just get through the day. You are put on this earth to contribute something, to be in someone's life, to, to be someone, to do something. I don't think you realize that your inner child, that person you were deep down growing up, is waiting to be heard, to be honored, to be brought back. We all were someone growing up. But as time goes on, I think we forget. I think we let parents 
dictate who we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to live. And we let religion make us feel sinful for being who we are to the core, to be honest. And we let mean girls make us feel small and make us question ourselves. And we let rude boys think we're being too much or too weird or not inherently beautiful. And our own voice just gets so cluttered. So we control the food. We control the timing. We control our activities. We slave ourselves to exercise just to avoid feeling something. To just avoid becoming that person we are actually meant to be. So how do we break free? What do we do to ditch the rule book? The first thing I did, obviously, obviously with the guidance and aid from outside help, was to just challenge the rules one at a time. It's in our personalities to want to dive deep and go full force and go all in in recovery right away, okay? I just, I think so. But when you do that, we can get discouraged, feeling like we're failing in some way. I... It's funny, I actually received a comment on one of my TikToks yesterday. And she commented, you know, I'm trying so hard in recovery, but I always end up failing. And it's really easy to feel that way. Like you're not making any progress. Like you haven't grown at all. I, you know, looking back, I never thought that I was healing, to be honest. I always felt like I would be this person forever. I had such a fixed mindset. I would I would read these blogs of these people and be like, you know, I remember when I was just struggling and I just want you to know that it gets better and you can live a free life and you can eat the pizza on the beach with a glass of wine. And I would just look at them and be like, shut up. <laughs> like, how do you know? Like, cool, you got over it, good for you, but I'm never going to. That was honest, like I honestly genuinely thought that a lot of the time. And I'm just, like, now remembering that. But I would just get really frustrated because I would see all these people break through their rules. But I was like, I feel like mine will be taped to me. I will have them permanently tattooed on my hand for for my whole entire life. You know, I just felt like I could never break free from them. But as I challenged the rules one at a time, you know, I took each day by day my counselor would just look at me and and be like, Sam, do you know how far you've come? Do you know that a few months ago you would have never done that? And I would just sit back and be like, oh my god, you're right. It's just one of those things that you don't really realize that you're actually making progress because you just do it. You just do one day by day, one by one, And eventually, you kind of wake up one day and you're like, whoa, (laughs) whoa, I'm in a way different place than I was a couple months ago. And I, I don't even realize that happened. I don't even think I was making progress. And so taking things day by day, one rule by one rule, it will feel like you are getting nowhere. It'll feel like you are not going anywhere, trust me. But every time you add a snack when you didn't feel like you needed to, your body will adapt. You'll get used to it. 
until suddenly it's it's freaking five months later and it's 10 a.m. and you're hungry for that typical snack that you have tried to add in and you forgot that you you forget that you used to be so afraid of it. Every time that you eat at freaking 12.43 p.m. instead of perfectly at, at noon, you're showing yourself that you will survive the day. Even if it wasn't perfectly curated. Even if it was at a different time than you wrote on your schedule. You take that body image day by day. If you feel uncomfortable, you maybe just don't scroll on Instagram that day. Maybe you just put on a sweatshirt and sweatpants and, and lay low. But maybe you also challenge it. Maybe you put on some makeup, put on a true, you know, fit and, and walk out that door and go window shopping. You go to a coffee shop and you do your homework. You scroll on Pinterest. I don't really care, but you challenge it. You prove to yourself that you're not afraid of being uncomfortable, being a little bit uncomfortable. We need to shift our focus away from these things like food and, and looks and exercise and stop trying to control them to a T where it ends up controlling you. And you need to focus on the things that you can control, like your effort in things. How you react to things. You can control what you truly believe in. How kind you are. What your priorities are. What you talk about. How open-minded you are. How seriously you take things. You know, who you hang out with. Those things we can all control. We can all control and it makes life better, makes it better for it. But those things aren't really self-deprecating. They aren't keeping you in a little tiny box. Challenge the rules, the thoughts, one at a time. Pick one a day, pick one a week, for God's sake. That way you can devote time and intention to getting used to breaking it. Whatever you do though, okay, whatever you do, don't try this strategy perfectly, okay? It's okay if you have one bad day. It's if it's okay if you fail one day, but get up and try again. Honor yourself. Bring back that version of you that's deep down there. Get closer to that highest version of you. Just thinking and reflecting on this topic, I get, I get a little frustrated because sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm pulling for these memories to, to put myself in those shoes of, of what I went through and when it was my worst and what I did to get out of it so that I can help other people, obviously. But I get a little frustrated in myself wishing that I had, like, documented that really tough part of my life. It was always suggested to me, like, take a journal and write down all your thoughts for the day and you'll look back and see how far you've come, which is honestly a great suggestion. I, I totally recommend you doing that right now. But I, I actually did have this food account way back. It was secret. And it was way back in 2016, 2017. The major years where a lot of food bloggers that are really successful to this day started. And I was friends with them on it. And I look at, back at some of the, the 
people and the women that have grown up to be so strong and to run businesses and to run full-time blogs and and it is so cool to see seriously but you know a couple years ago we were both friends starting from square one on these platforms and I did kind of stop it after a while and I always find myself being like if I had just stuck with it you know, and documented the journey and and I would be able to remember exactly how I handled a hard day. I would be able to share with a huge following of the depths of an ed. But maybe I just wasn't meant to back then. Maybe I was meant to get through it alone and not for the whole world to see. And, and maybe I just had to do it for myself and not for other people. Because sometimes I did post things and I was like, super, like, super excited that I got through this meal, like, super proud of myself. And I was, like, typing all this, like, with a frown on my face. Because I wasn't happy. And some of it did feel a little curated. It felt a little forced. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, forcing yourself to, to, to do the challenges and to get through things because it makes you better for it in the long run. But... I just think that maybe I was meant to deal with things a little bit behind the scenes for a little bit. And I wish I could remember all the fine details. You know, I do. But I think part of that, the fact that I really can't dig deep for those some of those horrible memories is just like a defense mechanism from the trauma. <laughs> obviously, obviously, we as humans have an instinct to protect ourselves and it does bring up a lot of hurt when I think of all those rules I was a slave to, but I'm, I hope that I'm able to relate to you on how I got through it and how I kind of still am. And all I can do right now, I can't bring back the past and, and everything like that. And I just have to share where I'm at right now. Because I honestly think I have a different way and a more healthy perspective on it that I can relay. My thoughts aren't coming from a very hurt and insecure and disordered place anymore. I can look back and reflect on those times, but I'm not projecting things out in the universe that kind of reflect exactly how I feel. Because sometimes I think I was putting things out there that were pretty triggering for other people. You know, I would post this tiny, tiny dinner and be like, feeling so good about this. This was such a challenge. And not that I'm, I'm like trying, I'm like being mean to 2017 Sam. I don't mean to be mean. She was obviously struggling. But, you know, sometimes I, I do know that if I were to come across this now, I'd be like, girl, you're a college runner. Like, what are you doing? What are you promoting? And... So maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I had to just take a break, get some perspective on things, get through it on my own, and here I am today. Obviously, not every day is perfect. Obviously, I do have my bad days. My weird brain tells me that something is wrong, or I can't do this, or I can't do that, or whatever. But I think I come from a more genuine place to share that you can get through it, and there is hope, and I don't ever want to be that person where you're like shut up I'm in the thick of it and you don't know what it's like because I do I promise you I do maybe this is a huge generalization but I think that someone who overcomes an ed has a different 
perspective on the universe as a whole. I feel like when I realized that life ebbed and flowed and we were meant to connect with one another in different ways and all of that, I realized how I couldn't really heal others coming from a place of hurt. I couldn't show up and be the best version of myself and give and give until there wasn't anything left of me. I wasn't doing anyone, including myself, any good by, by being this super strict, check the box, come off perfect person. Those rules weren't me. I wanted to be identified with them. I wanted everyone to see that I did this and this perfect and never looked like I ate and never looked like I ate any sweets or I always looked like I ate salads and everything healthy and whatever. I wanted this perception. I wanted to control my perception of what everyone else thought of me. But those rules weren't me. And life is meant for more. And the people we meet teach us something. And by stepping outside of my own thoughts, my own worries, allowed me to see that. It allowed me to see why, why people do things the way they, they do. And because of that, I, I don't get bothered as much from mean comments. Or, or food comments, you know, people commenting on what I have. You know, I, I kind of let that stuff roll off. Because they could be saying that of pure curiosity... They could be saying it as insecurity or, you know, to, to feel reassured that, yes, even a dietitian or college runner even has this treat or, or piece of chocolate or whatever. I also don't get as bothered as, as people being surprised by something that I did because I don't live life out of this perfectly curated book anymore. And I feel like going through that rigidity in ed recovery and breaking free and once you get enough rules just like ticked off and just crossed out and scratched and thrown and crumpled up in a paper and thrown out in the trash like once you do enough of that I feel like and again maybe I'm making it a generalization I feel like it gives you a different perspective on what's actually important in life and what necessarily is not. And I don't know if this is a weird correlation. Maybe you feel this way, maybe you don't. Maybe this is like way off base. But in a way, it's made me a little bit less materialistic. And it makes me kind of feel sorry for people who still are. And I feel like going through this journey and going through a lot of counseling and reflecting. And I just realize how like, just minuscule that is on the grand scheme of life. I just have taken things a little less personally, and that also feels free. When you break the rules, and when you get rid of some of those things that hold you back from being you, I think it just gives you a different perspective on, like I said, what's important versus what is not. I realized that I could be a good person without the rigidity of food, of sport, of religion there is no rule book for life and it, it, of course of course okay treat others with kindness 
contribute your talents to the world, hold off from judgments, and, and live by the freaking basic moral code, but doing things by the book is just not how we are meant to live. And breaking from your rules won't make you this undisciplined, out-of-whack, out-of-control person. It won't make your world spin upside down, even though your brain tells you that it will. If anything, doing some things out of the book make you a little bit more human. They allow you to be a person who can book trips with friends, to enjoy the holiday fully with family, to run because you're confident in yourself, not just because you're running off adrenaline or running off some dire need to, to run yourself into the ground. You can have both. A good life, accomplish many things, get the big feet, dream big, go for the things that you want, and enjoy it at the same time because it's all about the journey. That's what it's all about. You know, just keep in mind that when I'm saying this and when I'm saying, you know, let go of some of these rules, I'm not saying... Throw it all out the window, forget your athletic priorities, you know, don't be so serious in sport because we all have things we're passionate about, right? We all have priorities and things that need to get done and we have jobs and we have passions that need to be filled and obviously without a structure of any kind, a lot of things wouldn't get done and I still am trying to be the greatest athlete that I can be. But I'm saying, don't lose yourself in the process. Take the focus off the little things and losing yourself and devoting 100% of yourself into those little areas like exercise and what you put on your plate and, and what other people think out of, of, about you. So I don't, I don't mean to dismiss anything or generalize it or whatever. I still want to be great in different areas and I have to figure out my priorities and there's a lot of learning and a lot of a huge learning curve that I have to go through because I threw out all of these really, really strict limiting things. We're not meant to just throw out the moral code and just do whatever and be anarchy and chaos and all of that. I don't mean that. I just mean, I just mean that life does not have to be so draining. And life does not have to feel so complicated and overwhelming and the fact that you can't get through it and it's just too much. So take it one day at a time. Take it one step at a time, one rule at a time. Break free. Get to the you that you really are. Accomplish your goals in ways that help you stay true to yourself and, and to be kind to others around you in the process. And I promise you it will be worth it. And so, with that, I just want to truly thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. Seriously, when I receive the messages that I do, it brings a little tear to my eye. Because those of you listening are very strong individuals. And you are so cool. And we're all on this journey of life, doing it in different ways appreciating one another and I think that's really cool so thank you for listening share this with a friend a family member a teammate anyone who you think needs it in this very moment sharing is caring remember and it also helps the message reach more people 
You can go give it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and leave a little review if you haven't already done so. It only takes a few seconds. Follow on Spotify, whatever platform that you do, listen on, all of that. And make sure to keep up with daily Instagram stories and TikToks at HolisticallySam for more daily details. I appreciate you. Let's go make it a great week. Share a testimonial of yours if you haven't yet over in an email or on an Instagram DM because like I said last week, I'll be posting one every Thursday to my site anonymously. But okay, that it pretty much wraps it up. Have a great week. That's it. I love you. We'll talk soon. Bye!